Hi guys, welcome to Car Audio Talk, episode 3. I'm Dean. And I'm Fernando. How you been, buddy? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Can you believe we've done three of these already? No. No, yeah, right? It's exciting. Is it? Yes. I'm glad you think it is. <laughs> Why not? I know, right? Well, let's talk about what, what we ran into today, shall we? I mean, you know, okay. we're, uh, we had a fun little little job we did today. Yeah, that, that was interesting. To say the least. Yes. He, he drove a long distance to get here. Mm-hmm. And it, it made me think. And, and we're, we're, we're hinting towards something here. And that is, we're gonna, let's talk about building a house for a second. Okay. So I want to build a house. And I don't really, I, I'm perfectly fine with my house. It's an example. Let's mm-hmm. say I want to build a house. There All right. Now, I need a contractor. Correct. And I need... Someone that can, the contractor is going to get someone that can do the plumbing, someone that can do the drywall, someone that can do the framing. So the experts. Get, so they're going to get all these pieces to this puzzle. Correct. And put it together. Yes. You know, he's going to hire a plumber, you know, and, and you don't want the guy that's doing the, the drywall to do the plumbing. No. I mean, he can do that, but it's not going to be right. It might not be. Now, that's, yeah. you know, because you do have handymen that are handymen that that do everything everything yeah. pretty well yes but at the end of the day you sometimes need someone that's specific to what they're trying to do yes they do need the right person for their for the job yeah, yeah. And, and the reason why i bring this up is because for some reason in car audio the installer is expected to be the jack of all trades meaning he's got to be the head fabricator mm-hmm. he's got to be the alarm guy He's okay. got to be the troubleshooting guy. He's got to be the guy that can take a car apart, the guy that can wire up a radio. He's got to be the guy that can run the wires. He's got to mm-hmm. wire management skills on point. He's got to be all these things. Yes. And guess what? Uh, it's not right. Well, it's probably not possible all that often. Well, I think back in the day when you start, that's how everything started doing it. Like no, no. Back in, well, I mean, back in the day when we started, we had a box guy mm-hmm. that was the custom fabricator box guy, who's, a, who's the guy I learned from, Bill. Okay. And then we had an installer, and his job was to go after the, the builder and wire everything up. Usually they'd talk about it before they actually started. Okay, that's and then, normally. Yeah, and then yeah. they'd come up with a game plan of like, look, I need to run my wires here, I need to run my wires there, and then go. Correct. You know, it's kind of like what we do when we get ready to start on a car. We we kind of map out where yeah. I want you to be, where so and then where I'm going to be, so we're not tripping over each other. Right. And we have very little time where yeah. we're sitting there going. Yeah, but way. I believe like some of the I don't know the shops they they have one guy or two guys they do everything like custom boxes and installations. And, right. I mean, I don't know. Some are good. Some done. I mean. Towards the end of my tenure at, at my last place, I was the I was the head fabricator, and also the head installer. Okay. And it, it took twice as long, and and because meticulous on both sides. Now I know there's plenty of guys out there that that are good at, at doing both, but usually not great. And there again, I'm my skills as a custom fabricator were good they weren't great i wasn't an amazing custom fabricator i did you know i could do good stuff Mm -hmm. you know 
10 years ago <laughs> or yeah. eight years ago uh, you don't want to right now well you know my, my i'm rusty i'm yeah. way rusty you know the the stuff that's coming out now is, is really impressive i got some w40 man so yeah i trust me i need a lot of w40 <laughs> but and that's not where i want to be i i like doing the install side of things that yeah. was always the the fun part for me when i was a kid i wanted to do box building i wanted to build i wanted to build i wanted to build and how our shop was set up is we had a fabricator and we had two installers. And the fabricator would get the car and he would start fabbing it up, talk to the installers, kind of have a working knowledge of where they wanted to do, and then build it. And then they would come in during and after and finish up the wiring. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in my case, I would have one of my guys and I'd be like, all right, look, I'm done with this part. I need you to get in there. And, and do that wiring so that I can put my panels in and get it all assembled. Correct. You know, because I might have to move on to do, you know, while they're doing the wiring, I might have to go build a box for a job that they need to do before the day's over. So it was this round robin of, of you do this, you do that. And the reason why we're, we're talking about this is this car today. Yes. Um, it was a good effort. They, 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 they tried really good. They tried really hard. Yes. Their fabrication was on point. Yes. They do. Yeah. They did some amazing fabrication. They did awesome door pods. That was a, that was a, yes, correct. Awesome door pods. I mean, really awesome door pods. Mm -hmm. uh, clearly, they have a uh, mobile solutions monster. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they have really nice templates and the routers. Yeah, they have a lot of they stuff. Might, they, they probably have a monster for sure. Um, and it's the, not the tank. The thing is it the thing or the monster? No, I don't. I don't know what it is. All right, my bad. If I'm calling it the wrong thing, it's the tilt bed for the uh, yes, router. the animal. I'm the sorry. Animal. The okay, animal. Okay, animal. All right, yes. thanks. It's sorry. close. Sorry, the animal and the monster is the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly they have one of those. Yes. They did some really nice uh, beveled door pods. They were very sexy. Uh, and then they put uh, a JL subwoofer behind the seat. Yes. This nice truck box. Uh, they did some Bondo work, some fiberglass work. It was really nice. Yeah. And then you turned your head left and you saw the install part of it. Well, I mean, I turn and I see Tesla tape all and every wire. So I'm like, I mean, these guys did a pretty good job, you know? But they uh, use Tesla tape as camouflage. So that's that, that's the problem right there. You can camouflage whatever you want, but when you take all the tape out, it something is wrong. That's where the problems come out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounded terrible. Yes. It had great equipment. Had Focal speakers. Had a, a 810. Yes. It had JL amps. Had some JL sub. I mean, when we first got it, the volume, the, the subwoofer knob, the volume knob just spun in the dash. Yes, that was just wiggle right there. You know, yeah. like, and we could get no sound out of the subwoofer. I'm like, is, and I asked him, I was like, is that enough bass for you? And he's like, oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's got to do more than that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's a shallow mount jail woofer. They pound. Yes. Um, and the box that was amazing, so they, they the box should be. Really nice. yeah. yeah, you know. So the point of it is, or where we're going with this, is that. When you're doing your research, you have to figure out what's most important to us. Like we, we as a store, we don't do a lot of custom fabrication on the box side. You know, we make all all our own plastic stuff. So like we made a really nice custom amp rack for this uh, to mount everything to. We mm -hmm. made, um, we will make, depending on the car we work on, custom uh, 
speaker mounts for all the doors, yes. uh, which you guys, you know, if you follow us, you, you know, you've seen that. Um, and that's where our, you know, that's where our custom pretty much ends. We don't get into the vinyl. We don't get into the door panels. We don't get into the A-pillars and stuff like that. It's just not our business model. Yes. Um, clearly, it was their business model. But somehow, the first step, installing it and making it sound good, that didn't happen. No. And there again, there was three things that were going on in this car. You had custom fabrication. Mm-hmm. You had installation, and you had tuning. Yes. Two of the three things weren't done. Correct. That was the most important. For me, that will be the most important, the installation and the tuning. Because, yeah. I mean, the custom the custom box and, and everything is nice, but they're not going to do nothing for you in the end of the day. Well, it's shiny. Yeah, but you can even see it behind the panel, so... Yeah. Well, there again, I had plenty of guys when it, growing up when I was. It's like, dude, man, just put a panel over it and call it a day. <laughs> I mean, you know, there was, uh, when, when I was learning everything, you know, back then when I was learning custom fabrication and box building and, and, you know, how to do fiberglass and Bondo and stretching vinyl and all that, you know, the box builder that was, was teaching me was like, he couldn't install at all. You know, he, he the, the thought of him wiring something up was, was scary, mm. you know, because if, if he pulled out a scrap piece of wire that was three feet long, it stayed three feet long. Strip two ends, put a ring and a fork, and call it a day. Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, you can't, uh, you only need half that. Yeah, whatever. It's going behind the panel. Nobody's going to see it. No yeah. one will ever see it. And, and, and I, yeah, I mean, and it's funny because what, what, made me think this this is a thought i've had for years just because when we would hire an installer like i hired a couple guys from installers institute and back then back in the the 90s and early 2000s box building and fiberglass work seemed to be all they wanted to teach i mean they had some general integration and alarm and stuff like that but i hired this guy directly from mobile solutions not mobile solutions um yeah uh daytona what's it uh Installer Institute. My Installer bad. Institute. Hi, yeah. this guy from Installer <laughs> Institute. I'm sorry if I screwed that up. And, you know, all he wanted to do was custom fabrication, and he sucked at it, but it was like, no, dude, I just need you to, to install. I need you to, to wire up amps. I need you to put speakers in the doors. I need you to do a good job. I need you to do alarms, because that's where 99% of the money was coming from. Okay. And it was like, all these guys, all they wanted to do was ever build boxes. And it was like, no, I need to show me how you can install. Show me how you can install. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd have guys that would come in to apply for a job, and they'd walk me out to their cars and be like, look at this cool box I built. I can build boxes. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't need you to build boxes. I need you to be able to install the stuff in the car so that we can put the box in. Yeah. Can you correct. do that for me? <laughs> you know, and they'd be like, uh, I just want to build boxes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. So, you know, how do you know as a consumer that the place you're going to work on, you know, because there again, I see lots of pictures on Instagram of, and I tell people, check Instagram, go see what these people are doing. And they show yeah. these amazing box work, box work, box work. Whereas you go through our Instagram, mm-hmm. you just see install, install, install. Yes. Just wear harness, yeah. wear harness, wear you know, harness. You know, yes. and amp and this and that. And, you know, and that's another thing, like our industry awards, when they do like installer of the year, it shouldn't be called installer of the year. It should be called custom fabricator of the year because that's how they win. Correct. You know, the guy that did the most amazing custom fabrication. I'm not saying now, probably one of those guys, they really good, oh, you know, yeah. installing and, and 
the integration from the car to the piece, they well, probably Jeff, they really good. Well, Jeff won because he was an integration specialist. So yeah. like I'm, we're not saying everybody, but oh, no, some no. of the people they should be they should have uh, sure. fabricator of the year. Yes. And also installer of the year. Yeah, so, that's actually wired. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Or integrator or something like that. Yeah. Either way, that's that's you know. You, you that's guys, different. Yeah, you but, guys, you guys yeah. don't care about that. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah. So, anyways, we get this truck in, car, whatever, mm -hmm. vehicle, and we sit in it, you know, because you're like, dude, we got to listen to this. I just was like, let's just tear it out and start over. Yeah. You know, the amp is mounted crooked. Yeah. Um, the they he. he he was very specific about he wanted the jack to remain in the car. Yes. And the jack wasn't in the car. No. And they told him they couldn't fit the jack in the car. And he's telling me, hey, listen, I need my jack in the car. We travel. I need this in the car. And I was like, so priority one is make sure we get the jack in the car. We're going to move everything around so that we can get the jack in the car. Yes. You know, luckily, there was enough wire tucked behind things oh, so we could rearrange like, the order. Probably like six feet tuck. Yeah. Yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. But there again, so, you know, we, we got all the product out. Uh, we, we listened first. We, list, you, we listened cause, to cause it. Because you wanted and to. Yes, and I'm glad I, we I did. Want, yes, I wanted to listen because uh, they have a nice product. And, of course, the DM10. A10, yeah. Yes, the A10. That was nice. So I want to listen to it, see how to sound. And that was horrible. I was really disappointed. Yeah, it did make me feel better, though. Because I knew we had a really low bar that yes. we were going for. Yes, yeah. Oh, no, definitely. But for me, it made me sad because the customer pay, I well, don't know only, how much yeah, money. Yeah. And well, it's only been in there for three weeks, he said. Exactly. And he's already so tearing it's really, it out and having it redone. Exactly. It's more sad that they just, they just did it. Yeah. They just did it, and, and he was not happy. So My favorite part had to be where they, they made a plastic mount for the fuse holder underneath the hood, mm -hmm. but then they just glued it onto the battery yes. bracket. Yeah. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, what? Yeah. I mean, they, like I say, they, they build amazing panels for the speakers yeah. and the box, and you just want to put some glue on top of the battery. I mean, really? Well, they glued in the amp board. They just glued yes. it to the back wall. Yeah. I'm like, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it you either. Know? It's kind of weird. But so what I was getting at is, you know, you look at these pictures on Instagram mm -hmm. and like, it's almost like a fishing expedition. You know, you want to find the, the dealer in your area that does this amazing work, but you have to be specific. Do you want custom fabrication done or do you want a, a, a nice install? So if you find the guy that does amazing custom fabrication, you might want to head over to a shop and actually check out his installs. Mm -hmm. Be like, hey man, you know, can I check out the car you're working on? I want to, you know, just to, and, and that should be perfectly acceptable. There should be no reason why, um, you know, you can't be allowed in the install bay just to get an idea of what they're doing. I'm not saying hang out, but just, you know, introduce yourself, come over with your salesman and say, you know, he'd just like to get an idea. He's interested in having us do some work, um, which Paul does quite frequently, yes. you know, um, He'll bring in, he'll bring people over and say, "Hey, listen, they just want to check it out." I'll be like, "Dude, we got zip ties all over the floor. It's a mess." Yeah, <laughs> you yes. know, because we use thousands of zip ties. Yeah, but um, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's just check. You know, there again now. If, ask questions. Ask questions. Yes. See the work. Um, 
Don't always trust Google reviews, good or bad. <laughs> don't always trust them. Yeah. It's just a, It doesn't matter. It's, yeah. It's, it could be just, hated. Just go Haters to the people. Yes, exactly. Um, go and talk to the customer. I mean, talk to the owner. Uh, the, the salesman, salesman. Yeah, yeah, talk to one of the installers because in the end of the day that's the people they're gonna do the job if you have any question just you know a few a few questions you can ask them I don't think no they and gonna I mean, bother you know and, and there again when I when I go over I, don't know, I keep saying there again there again this is gonna be there again yeah. show I think I'm just gonna title it there again there again show there, there again show title the show there yeah. again <laughs> um, when I have people when Paul calls me over to the to the showroom and is like, "Hey, I need you to talk to this person and, and sell them a system," mm-hmm. it's like I talk to them. I figure out what they want. We have on display uh, mock-ups of amplifier installs yes. so that people can see, and we'll point to them and say, "Listen, these are these are you know your amp is going under the seat. This is what's going to look like. We're going to make this here. I don't care if you're buying a Planet Audio, if you're buying a Audison amplifier." It's all going to look the same. This is what we're going to do for yes. you. And like well, this the guy, same process is going to be the same. It's going to be the yeah. same. You know, it's like we just take equipment and put it into our into our workflow. Yes. Um, and this guy made a point. He's like, you know, I've been watching your show for a while now. Mm-hmm. And I just assumed everyone did it like you. And I'm like, well, a <laughs> lot of people do. Yes. Yeah. You know, but there again. Let's let's count it by the numbers here. They used plastic to make the amp rack. Yeah, you know, just like us. Mm-hmm. Um, they soldered the wires. Yes. They yes. shrink wrapped over the connections. Correct. They used Tessa tape. Yep. Um, they zip tied the wires into the door sill. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mounted the fuse holder. Yes. So on the outside, it's like, man, they they did everything right. Yeah. So yeah, like as soon as you open the door, see the install, like. You see the amp that was crooked, but Dude, you're like, okay, that was crooked. that was good. That was good. The install, I mean, it's not bad, you know. Yeah, they could have just okay. The yes, amp. exactly. But as soon as we start pulling everything out, that was the the disappointment of the install. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But you know, but on paper, it was what it needed to be. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. you know, ah, we have all the same stuff. We mm-hmm. have. We have all the same. Yes. But we ex- use the same stuff. But the execution was just wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they well. tried really hard. And then fell. Yeah. And then it worked out for us. Yeah. Because we got a new customer. Yes. So. Yes. And actually, I was happy how to sound. Honestly. Oh, yeah. He was like. Yeah. Put some roadkill in the doors. Yes. Add some fast rings. Uh, tuned it up. Spent about an hour and a half with the uh, laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, got to play with the 810 on a Mac. Yes. So this was the first one I got to see. Was this the first one we got to use on a Mac? In the Mac, yes, because the the last one, that was the 6... Uh, 608, but uh-huh. I mean, did we use the 608 on the Mac? No. I don't think so either. No. I think we, we used it in the Windows. The Lenovo that we mm-hmm. bought, because the software update had just come out. Yes. And we didn't have time to reflash it for Mac so that we could do it. Plus, he was a Windows user. Exactly. Which, in hindsight, now that I think about it, what I'm just going to do is ask the guys, are you a Windows or Mac user? And I'll just grab that computer to tune it. That way it's set up for, you know, we can save the files and all that for okay. Mac or Windows. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, but that, that was we my thought. We can play later. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that was the thought of the day that was the day yeah that's how we start the day and end of the day yes <laughs> it was a full day of fun <laughs> and excitement day, yeah. do you have any questions for us fernando 
I have one question. Just um, one? Then we can yes. go? Awesome. No, we can go. Okay. Um, I have a 2013 Silverado. Want to put aftermarket double ding with an amp and subs. But I heard that that model, that Chevy, it's crazy. Hard to work on it. Multiple adapters and very expensive. Is this is true? Now, the only part of that it, that I'm going to say is true... And it's funny you picked this because this was one of the questions I, I saw last night. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do I answer this in, mm -hmm. in a text? Because that would stink. But, yeah. So it's Chevy back in 2004 came out with Class 2. Okay. okay. The Cavalier and some of the Cadillacs, but mainly the Cavalier. The Cavalier the, back then in 2004, 2005, or was it, what did, I, did I say, 2002? Mm -hmm. Anyways, back in 2000. Mm-hmm. Cavalier comes with this System 2 Class 2 data bus. And the fear that everyone, the car dealerships, if you take the radio out of the dash, the airbags won't work anymore. Wow. Utter BS. Because you can't build a car, well, you could if you're stupid, but you can't build a car where if you remove the radio, the airbags all of a sudden don't function. So that was a lie. But for us, we didn't know. What are you going to do, crash the car to see if the airbags go off? So we, the first thing was a T-harness. So we were actually taking the factory radio out and relocating it to the trunk of the car. Wow. Now, this is a Chevy Cavalier. This is the cheapest of cheap POS car on the road. My first car that was a Cavalier. Yeah, my first car was a Cavalier. And we worked on tons of them. I mean, there was, there was one of the hardest radios to get out because you had to remove the top of the dash, the glove box, the gauge cluster mm -hmm. area. Oh, my gosh, it was terrible. And then you had to run this giant wire to the trunk. So then came with, um, I don't know who was first, PAC or Access, came out with a smart module that had the chip in it that the radio had that talked to the car and would generate an accessory wire and retain the door chime. Because that was one thing you lost if you removed the radio was the door chime because the radio was creating the door chime. Yeah. So now introduce the smart harness to the world. That was very smart. And it was very expensive. Okay. Okay. So that basic harness now is what the GM24 is. So the C2R GM24... Yeah. Or the, the cheaper version of 29. it, the LC, LCGM uh, 24, uh, yeah. the, cheap, the, the cheap one. Yes, yes, the cheap So anyways, that harness is drastically cheaper now. It's, I think you can pick them up probably between 40 to 60 bucks yes. for the basic one. Mm -hmm. No steering wheel controls, no OnStar, no Bose integration, just power and chime. Yes, correct. Move forward to today. Today we have all kinds of smart harnesses. Toyota used smart harnesses yeah. to retain JBL. Uh, there's a couple Nissans, there's a couple Hondas, not many of those. Volkswagen requires one. All the GMs require, and there's multiple GMs. If you look on our wall, there's like 20 GMs. There's a couple Chryslers. All the Chrysler cars since 2005 had needed some kind of a harness if you wanted to do it correctly, mm -hmm. not just go grab the accessory wire from the cigarette lighter and you know put the thing in and call it a day. Yeah. If you had factory amplifiers or steering wheel controls, you had to have, they used CAN, so you had to have a CAN bus adapter. But now move to 2018, and we have a couple choices. We all, we still have Pack Audio. Yep. We still have Access. Mm -hmm. We have iData now, which allows you to get uh, gauge clusters in your radio and retain mm -hmm. your air conditioning controls through the radio. Amazing stuff. Yeah. All kinds of craziness. The old product's gotten cheap. Mm -hmm. The new product hasn't. Yeah. So for a 2013 Chevy, you're going to need and retain the factory steering wheel controls. You're going to need, in the pack line, you're going to need either an RP4 
or an RP5. Yes. The RP4 is just going to give you basic steering wheel control interface, allow you to do multi-touch, uh, so you can program the phone button to answer yes. and hang up. And the RP5 is if you have, if you want to retain OnStar. Yes. Really, that's the main difference. Um, it is a better harness. It does come with the antenna adapter. I think if you go to like Best Buy, they just sell the RP5s because the RP5 will work on everything. Every car. Every car. Mm -hmm. Every car, whether it's the cheapest car all the way up to the most expensive, the RP5 is the better one to have. Yeah. And if you have backup sensors, the RP5 is also a better one to have because Correct. the backup sensors are a little bit louder on yeah. that one. Anyways, so what does he need to replace the radio? First yeah. off, if we're just trying to do basic Bose integration, no OnStar, I'm going to sell you an RP4. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be somewhere between, let's say, and I'm guessing because we're installers, you could probably find it anywhere between 110 to 150 bucks. Yeah. You're going to need a dash kit, which is going to run you there again. 30 bucks. Yeah, 20, 15 to yeah. 30 bucks, yeah. depending. Then you're going to need an antenna adapter. Needless to say, yeah, you're going to have anywhere between 200 to 250 bucks worth of parts yeah. before you buy the radio. Correct. Some people will say that's insane, and rightly so. It's it's a it's an expensive money, but it's not our fault that we have to do this. If anything, we're doing you a favor. Yeah. Because we offer you a solution to that nightmare radio that's in your car. Yes, and I mean you can go to different parts and. Probably they're going to sell you, um, I don't know, cheaper, but they're not going to do the same. They're not going to retain you door chimes, uh, the steering wheel controls. Yeah, because they have multiple versions of these. Yes. Like the, the, the cheap version, the El Cheapo, mm -hmm. um, for that car, yeah. we just it'll just turn on and give you chimes. That's it. And you get it for 50 That's bucks. it, yes. Um, so, upfront cost, and, and this is what I, you know, the question I ask people when, when Paul brings me over there and says, hey, sell this guy a radio, because mm -hmm. I'm over here doing something. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I was working. Anyways, it's neither here nor there. That's just grief. Um, <laughs> I'll ask, what kind of car do you have? Yep. Because I want to know, do I have to sell him a smart harness? And then I'll walk over to the computer and I'll, I'll look up, you know, like I'm at a... Uh, uh, like the auto parts store. Yeah. I'm going to go to my computer. I'm going to type in make, model, and year. I'm going to find out what, what parts, what parts I'm going to need. And I'm going to get a price right away. I'm going to say, Paul, give me a price on these four parts that we need. Yeah. You know, I'm going to find out, does he have factory USB? Does he have factory backup camera? All the factory stuff that's in the car so that I can then go, hey, look, we need to retain your USB. We need to retain your backup camera. We need to Sirius do this. Sirius XM. Sirius XM. Yeah. All right. So before we even look at radios, you know, if, if you've got a, a modern car, you need $450 worth of stuff to retain your Sirius XM, your USB, your, your backup camera, your mics, your this, your that. Yes. All that stuff. Wow. Plus the radio. Plus you're going to need a radio and installation. Yes. So, but I do that because, for one, it saves me time. Because a lot of people, will, they'll see those radios, the white box radios, for mm -hmm. 100 bucks, And they'll be like, hey, man, I saw this radio with navigation, the kitchen sink. Um, greasy palm, the whole nine yards for one hundred fifty dollars. How much to put it in my car? Yeah, four hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Exactly. You know what? Are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, so the question he's asking is: Is it crazy? Is it hard? So it's expensive. It's expensive. It's going to be definitely. expensive. Now, depending how what that means, though, because if you're looking at eighty two hundred one, that's you know almost a thousand bucks. It's half the price. Yeah. Is yeah. that expensive? I don't know. You know, but it's expected. Now you can have your preference. Like if you actually want 
you know, CarPlay or you just want basic radio. Yeah, so... You know, it, that is depends of you. So there again, we'll, we'll leave the price of the radio out of this. Just right. and let, you know, But if you're looking at a $100 radio, yeah, 450 bucks is going to smack you in the face. And yes. you're going to be like, oh, yeah. I don't want to do that. And I don't think it's hard to work on it. Now, that was the next thing. Yeah. The difficulty, the, the difficulty factor of a 2013. It's not hard. No. no. Um, GM builds a plastic box around the back side of the radios in all their cars. Uh, and you guys have seen us do them before. We grab our saw or our rotozip. Mm-hmm. We go in there and we remove that back box. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing we do. Now, we try to remove it, and most cars we can do successfully without yes. doing any structural damage, meaning mm-hmm. not taking away any braces or anything like that. We're very careful not to just go in there and remove all the plastic. Yes. Um, you know, it's just like when you're putting, you know, taking a wall down in a house. You, you don't want to take down the structural walls. So we're not going to remove any structural material. We're just going to remove area directly behind the radio because behind most of those radios, there's a giant cavity of space yeah. where that new smart harness that you just <laughs> bought gets to go into. Correct. Then the, um, the RP5. Yeah, your yep. RP5 or yep. your RP4. There you go. So is it difficult to do? No. Do you need a couple tools to do it that you yeah. might not have? Yeah. It's going to take you It's going to take you time, yes. Yeah. But if you take it to a shop... Just don't worry. They're going to do it. I well, hope. well, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, was, <laughs> I hope we, they're going to do it. We pay attention to the first part of the yes. show. I mean, come on. We've seen enough nightmares. I mean, that's why that's we're crazy. here. La, but before you want to go, just yeah, yeah. So search. That, that, okay, so there you go. That's 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 any GM yeah. and, and most Chryslers. But yes, all right, correct. what else you got? All right, I have another one. This is a 2018 Honda Accord okay. EXL, 10 speakers. All right. 450 watt system. Oof. Can you replace just the speaker for a better sound? This is the the car that we just talked about. I don't know. Yeah. Like weeks ago. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um. They almost they have the, the premium system. You know. Regardless of whether this is a 2018 or a any car that has a premium system, whether it's an Accord or a Hyundai, it really doesn't matter. When you're just trying to replace the speakers in a premium sound system, it does get to be difficult. Um, we've had plenty of guys that just come in and be like, hey, I just installed these new 6x9s, and they sound terrible. And mm-hmm. we're like, what kind of car do you have? And it's like, I have XYZ car. And we're like, do you have the premium sound? Yeah. Well, do you realize that was a subwoofer? What do you mean that was a subwoofer? Yeah. That 6x9 you just took out, that's a subwoofer. And you just put a mid-range in there with a tweeter. Uh-huh. Well, I replaced them because I wanted more trouble. Trouble doesn't come from that speaker. No. That's a subwoofer. Oh, is that why I lost all my bass too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you put a mid-range in there. Or um, some cars have two-ohm speakers. Yes. And now you're trying to Chevy. put a four-ohm <laughs> speaker in there, and you totally lose it. Yeah. Or it's a Bose speaker, which is just a headache to begin with. Um, so sometimes with these premium sound systems, it's very hard to just go in Put a new set of speakers in and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, what you have to do is find the speakers you really want to replace. And you're going to need an amplifier. Yes. And you're going to need some kind of integration. And that's where we come. There you go. So it's not as simple as just putting in a set of speakers and rocking on. Like if you would have had the basic model system. Yeah, if you have a base model system, put some new speakers in. Yay, rock on. 2018 with a premium sound system not gonna happen i guess it's like what it, the first thing they need to do is um figure it out what kind of ohm 
of the speakers. Well, you have to do And yeah. if you have an amplifier, I, I, I don't know. I think it's one basic with no amplify. It's 10 speakers, but... It's going to have an amplifier. It's going to have something. Well, yeah. I mean, 10 speakers, you're going to have an amplifier. Mm -hmm. But regardless, if you have an amplified system, there are certain steps you have to take to find out what you can do. The first step is, you know, you have to pull the speaker. and Well, first off, you have to see what sound's coming yeah. to the speaker. Is it a mm -hmm. mid-range? Is it a subwoofer? What's going on? Then you have to find out what ohm load is it. Mm -hmm. You know, is it is it something that you can reproduce with an aftermarket speaker? And then if all those don't add up... The second option is to add in an amplifier off of those channels or sum some channels together and add new speakers in that will be louder and sound better. And that's where your processor is going to come in because then you can EQ it and take away and fix and add yeah. a curve to it, EQ curve, that's going to make it sound better. So it's so different steps that you need to... A lot of different steps. Yeah. You know, so. and unfortunately, even Paul comes over and he's like, hey, this guy's got this car. What do we need to do? And it's like... Uh, we need the car for an hour so that we can throw it on the RTA. And figure it out. Take some yeah. meters to it. We can figure out what the heck's going on. I, mm -hmm. You know, well, you know, he just wants to get an idea. Okay, we'll charge him an hour's worth of labor. We'll yeah. pull it apart and give him an idea. And we give him their idea. <laughs> you know? Yes, correct. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, hey, you know, or go to the next guy. And mm -hmm. he can promise you flowers and, and all that fun stuff, and it ain't yeah. going to happen. All right, what else you got? All right, uh, this is the question from Tony. Tony from UK. Oh, I saw that yes. question. I didn't get All it. right, yeah. it says, it's illegal to drive and use your phone in the UK. Yes. So do you think Bluetooth should be should be made... Um, compulsory. Compulsory. And a legal requirement on your phone should not work unless it's connected to the vehicle. What do you think? I agree. I mean, you know, the whole, the whole, okay. So basically what he's saying is what we all know. Texting, talking on the phone while driving with either the phone in your hand or the phone next to your ear is stupid. Yes. Okay. If, if you're trying to text and drive or put the phone up next to the side of your face and drive, you're, you're just, you're asking for trouble. Yes. Um, in the UK, apparently that's all legal. They were smart enough to say it's illegal. Hand, 10 and 2, neck free, eyes out the window. That was the whole idea behind Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, was to take that service mm -hmm. and, you know, basic Bluetooth and expand it to something that everyone can use. Because if you take the allure of texting and make it something so it's simple and eyes free, then people won't be tempted to look at their phones. Should the phone have some form of... Well, I think the iPhones, you can turn that on as an option. If the phone detects that you're moving in a car, it automatically will just send out a text message that says, I'm driving, just like Nathan sent me mm -hmm. a minute ago. Mm -hmm. you know? Should it be mandatory? Uh, probably. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, the thought of, you know, you know, Haley drives, she'll be driving, and Sue's like, don't text and drive, don't text and drive, don't text and drive. And what does she do? Two days later, she texts Haley, "Why Haley's driving?" And I'm like, "What are you doing?" I just need, I just need to text Haley. I'm like, "She's driving back to school. Call her. Mm -hmm. She can talk and drive. She can't text and drive. Well, she can text me back when she gets to school. She's not gonna do that. She's gonna text she you back. She thinks you just texted her. There's some kind of emergency. Now she's either a looking for a red light, hopefully, or b, you know." 
doing something stupid, yeah. which, you know. Most of the people do. Most yeah, of the yeah. people do, and it's yeah. like, no. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel their pain, and, and I do think we need better laws as far as Well, right here in the U.S., the is like if they see you with the phone, they give you a ticket. Some places do. Yes. Like, I mean, they I, give you a warning, hey, don't text, and it's everywhere. Don't text and drive, you know, but... Dude, the, the, the best commercial for that was Hanley and I were sitting in the movie theater, and there was a dad driving his, these two kids in a minivan, okay? And his phone kept beeping, and he just ignored it. Because, you know, they show him looking up in the mirror with the two kids in the back seat, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm a responsible parent. I'm yeah. not reading my texts. So then he drops the two kids off to go play, gets back in his car and starts driving. Well, he gets a text message. What does he do? He looks down at it. Next thing you know, there's this kid in the back seat, spooky as shit, goes, who are you? He goes, I'm Johnny. Where'd you come from? You know, how did you get in my van? Yeah. He's like, I'm not in your van. And then, you know, or, no, no, back it up. He goes, he goes, are you texting and driving? And he's like, I know, or he goes, something to the effect of, you know, do you text and drive? He's like, oh, not when I have kids in the car. Yeah. You know, because that's dangerous. Yeah. And now there's no kids in the car, so apparently it's okay to text and drive. Needless to say, the little kid vanished from the back seat. That Next was the other you know, car. He's in front of the car as the guy runs into him because he's looking at the phone. And we're like, what the? You know, both yeah. Haley and I were like, oh, my God. Yeah. That was yeah. the creepiest thing ever. You know, this little ghost kid in the back seat. You know, oh, man, it was nuts. Oh, and yeah. it was like, you know, then the don't text and drive. So, yeah. But it's like, yeah, you, maybe it's not because you, but you have to take care of other people. You I don't know, know how this went from a Cars Terrier show to a PSA I don't know. texting driving. I feel bad. Do you have any other questions you want to throw <laughs> no. at me? You sure? Go ahead. Because I mean, that one was that one. Was I rough. know. I got nothing. I got nothing. Okay. I'm, I'm, no, uh, that's it. I'm ready to those... call this one. Uh, I, I just we... wanna. I just wanna uh, answer this question for Tony because uh, yesterday he asked. He asked, and yeah. we don't have the time to to respond. But um, yeah. Yeah. Well, if. You're listening to this show. There's two other shows that we do on that are podcasts. Mm-hmm. One of them is a Facebook live show yes. that we do every Monday night at 6.30 on the Five Star Facebook channel. And you mm-hmm. can chime in, tell us the weather or where you're from, or ask <laughs> us a question about Cardio Live that we can usually, you know, we try to answer as many of them as possible. And then Saturday nights at about the same time, yep. we go YouTube. Yes. And we do a YouTube live show. And both of those get turned into a podcast and go on to this channel. So we're trying to fill up the channel with some useful content this is episode number three as we said yep. Fernando, you ready to go yeah we can go if you want i'm ready to go all right all right guys thank you so much for listening thanks for enjoying the podcast uh check us out on youtube check us out you, you, facebook there you instagram go. uh twitter also yeah we don't yeah. do much on twitter i feel bad yeah but you know we have it we have it it's yeah, there we'll do yeah. something eventually all right guys as i like to say you guys have a wonderful night we'll see you later next time bye, bye.